Welcome back to the podcast where we are digging deep into finding out how the University of Marquette's admissions team is constantly bringing in students despite fewer high school graduates moving on to higher education. This is episode two of Enrollment Crisis Averted. Episode 2 of Enrollment Crisis Averted. I'm your host, Alex Milbrath. Last time we talked about the problem of fewer students enrolling in higher education and how Marquette University is dealing with it. We spoke with one freshman and one senior for their first-hand experience regarding the admission process, why they chose Marquette, and what the admissions team did to bring them in. In this episode, we will talk to the Dean of Admissions at Marquette University, Brian Troyer. Well, Mr. Troyer, it's pretty important that our listeners actually know what exactly the Dean of Admissions does. Could you tell us a little bit about what you do? I'm the Dean of Undergraduate Admissions. So our office, I manage a department of roughly 35 employees and about 100 student employees. And our mission is basically to promote the university, to help high school students and potential transfer students make an informed decision about their college search process obviously through the lens of, of talking about Marquette University. So when students express some interest in us or if they show up at a college fair and stop by our table or if we send an admissions counselor to a high school and, and a student signs up to meet with one of them or we also host on-campus events like open houses, basically at the, to the extent that students reach out to us and express an interest, we inform them about what an educational experience at Marquette can be like for them. We talk about uh, everything from financial aid to scholarships to academic programs to student life, etc. And what we say very consistently is, is we're we're not very much a hard sell institution. I think most most public and private schools aren't really hard sell, uh, other than uh, if students are asking questions about Marquette, we we have a good sense that they're interested in us. And so everything from uh, sending communications and um, publications, hosting on and off campus events. Uh, and then doing recruitment and outreach. That's sort of the outward-facing work that we do. Uh, internally, the other thing that's really important that we do is we receive applications from thousands of students every fall, students who want to enroll at Marquette as undergraduate students, and uh, we make decisions about their admissibility. So that's the core of work of undergraduate admissions, but I think all of that kind of encapsulates what we do. His office handles undergraduate U.S. admissions. There are a couple other admissions offices one handles the graduate school and another international students. Now before coming to Marquette, he worked at UW-Milwaukee and the University of Kentucky in their admissions departments. So I was curious, especially because of his background at two huge public state schools, if Marquette did anything different or unique in order to bring kids in compared to the other schools. And he said that the tactics used are relatively the same, but they're just used in different ways. I think having worked now at three different institutions for three different admissions offices. So this was unique for me in that it's a private university. So I think the tactics are slightly different in that it's a different conversation with families because quite often one of the first questions we get is about cost or tuition. A, we have a really good value proposition as a university. And I think any university feels that way. They, they feel like they have a, a student market that they can recruit to that will generate enrollments for the future. So. The short answer to your question is, I think in general, most admissions offices have very, very similar practices. They're executed in very different ways, though, based on the market that they're trying to recruit from, um, based on 
you know, the school's identity or mission. Um, I think our mission really informs how we go about the work that we do. We have uh, regional admissions counselors, one in the Twin Cities in Minnesota, two in Chicago, and then one out on the East Coast. Not every university does that. There are some universities that have a lot more because ultimately it saves money on travel and it allows uh, an admissions counselor to really work closely with the market, get to know the high schools, the uh, school counselors um, in the high schools, build relationships with them, and ultimately recruit students. Do you think that you brought in anything different or you had any different ideas coming from a public institution? Public institutions are just funded differently. I mean, that's just the nature of the difference of, between public and private. Um, and so what I would suggest is that uh, public universities have to really consider their mission. Um, and depending on what type of public university you are, if you're a comprehensive institution or uh, more of a regional school or a national university, your mission will really inform the work that you do. But what helps us, uh, I should say, we are very grounded in Marquette's mission. Um, in, our, in our mission statement, it says, we are here to serve God by serving our students. And, and that really informs the work that we do. We talk quite often about service, excellence, leadership, and faith in our recruitment activities. It even shows up in our admissions letter. Uh, we, we emphasize that as well. So I was able, to, I think, coming into this role, there's a, uh, a deeper level of scrutiny and accountability, particularly when it comes to how you spend your resources at a state or public institution. What has been very consistent for me from the outset was that we are responsible for kind of carrying on the tradition and being accountable to the mission of the institution. That is almost, I would say, easier in this line of work to really have a very clearly defined mission. Um, and so I, I really enjoyed that. It's really interesting that he brought up the mission statement, just like I did in the first episode. Because like we said, a lot of students also come to Marquette from Jesuit high schools, just like both the students we had interviewed. He told me that they do a data share between the 28 Jesuit universities around the country. They share information with each other regarding where their students are coming from and stuff like that. And so fall of 2017, Marquette actually enrolled more Jesuit high school students than any other Jesuit university for the first time ever, which Brian in his office was extremely pleased about. He spoke about how Marquette does actually target the Jesuit high school students. Yeah, we do. Actually, that's, that's one, of our, one of many strategies we have. So we recognize that, A, there aren't that many Jesuit high schools. There's a core group of Jesuit high schools, uh, historically Jesuit high schools. I want to say the number is like 45. With the addition, uh, recent addition of the Crystal Ray network of schools, some of those high schools uh, affiliate with the Jesuits. Um, and so what, what I can tell you is somewhere between 55 and 70 Jesuit schools around the country. We already recruit on a national level anyway, but as we send a, uh, an admissions counselor to say the state of Florida, we make sure to connect with the Jesuit high schools in the state of Florida as one of our more immediate touch points. But then we also have other public or other non-Jesuit but still Catholic high schools or private high schools. Basically, every university, including Marquette, we have what we refer to internally as pipelines, pipelines of students from certain high schools that um, we have good relationships with, where the students at a particular high school have had really good experiences at Marquette. Um, they then spread the word among their community about their experience, and then that generates more enrollments and so on and so forth. So while I would say that Jesuit high school recruitment is absolutely one of our strategies, it's not the only one. And it really can't be because there just aren't enough students enrolled in Jesuit high schools to fill a, a class. Now, in January of last year, Marquette University President Dr. Lovell unveiled a new project to revamp the campus with around $600 million worth of new buildings. Therefore, 
when I had spoken with the two students earlier, I had inquired about the new buildings that were introduced, and I wondered their thoughts on it. The senior said that while it's all great, it won't really affect him, and the freshman said how he won't be able to live in the new dorm, but everything else is fantastic and really exciting. And now that we know the two students' perspectives on it, let's hear Brian Troyer's thoughts on it. I've always been excited when uh, working for any institution that is building new buildings because I think it's a sign to prospective students and families, for example, with our new residence hall, uh, Wild Commons. Um, that gets, I think, families excited about the fact that we're not you know, contracting, we're actually expanding. We're, we're looking to improve ourselves over time, which I think is a, a sign of a healthy university. So for me, it's very exciting. I think in the short term, we, you know, there's construction that's going on and it's sometimes not the prettiest thing to look at on campus if we're taking students on a tour, but it's also an opportunity for us to talk about the future of this institution. So if we're talking to a junior in high school about the new uh, APRC, for example, that's going up uh, right next door, that's really exciting for us to, to say, yeah, it's a construction site now, but by the time you're a student here, it's going to be this world-class facility. So, so we, we view that very positively. But when we first announced, for example, that we were building Wild Commons, your freshman class kind of heard about it, but wasn't, wasn't going to benefit from it right away. So that's still a tough sell, but I still think if you frame it in terms of we're a university that is looking to constantly improve the, the quality of the educational experience for students, that's, that's very positive. Last episode, I also spoke about the fear of demographic change and how it can be dangerous to colleges and universities because certain places can have fewer students in cer- certain demographic areas that normally go to that college or they can move on to colleges in that area. Therefore, when a large majority of students at Marquette are from Wisconsin and Illinois, it could really affect private university like Marquette. Mr. Troyer spoke on the issue of demographic changes here at MU. I think it has to. I think we have to be sensitive to it. I think it's important, you know, since I've been here, one of the things I've stressed, and and this is something we've always done, and we've had a a really good track record of success, I think. But we've always recruited nationally. I think what's important for us to recognize, though, is if, for lack of a better analogy, if the size of the pie in Illinois is shrinking, if there are fewer high school graduates in Illinois, or in Wisconsin, for that matter, we have to assume that other institutions are also going to be, you know, fighting even harder for students from those from those markets. And so we need to think differently about um, where our pipelines of students are coming from. So, uh, for example, in recent years, we've seen really, really outstanding students coming from Missouri. Um, and so if we spend a little bit more time in St. Louis and also some of the other larger cities in Missouri, that might be a value to You know, the truth is about any of these shifts in our strategy, it's only effective so long as we're still giving students, providing students an outstanding experience while they're here. So as much as we might try to shift our strategy or our tactics, so to speak. Um, Marquette's success is always going to be based on uh, our student experience. And so that's why in any changes or adjustments or additional resources we devote to the recruitment side of things, for me, it's also equally important that we talk about the retention side of things. And really exciting to hear our current students talk about how much they enjoy their experience. And I think that speaks volumes for, uh, for future students. This interview with Mr. Troyer really opened my eyes to some key information, and we got a lot of questions that were brought up in the first episode either answered or we got new insight on it. But on top of that, we got some new ideas regarding the recruitment. This is Enrollment Crisis Averted. so much for listening to Episode 2 of 5. This is Enrollment Crisis Averted. <laughs>